Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody, to the 89th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. Moms, how are you doing? How is your heart doing? My guess is you may not even know. Right now, there's so much demanding our attention. It can almost feel like a luxury to check in with our own hearts. But our heart is talking to us, and it impacts how we feel. We feel the disappointments, the hurt, the aches, the longings, the frustration, the angst, the panic. Today, I'm going to talk about the mother's heart and how to take amazing care of it, because your heart matters more than you even know. With everything that's happening in our culture right now, COVID, election tension, social unrest, our hearts are taking a beating, and just parenting a teen alone can be hard on our hearts. But many of the arrows to our heart can be avoided. Too often, moms suffer needlessly. Why? Because of taking things personally when it truly is not personal. In this episode, we're going to check in with your heart and see how we can revive our battered hearts. Some of you may feel that your mother's heart is just fine. Others may feel that your heart is numbed out. Some may feel like you have a bleeding heart. Some of you may describe your heart as gone cold or it, like it just feels tarnished. A quote, ideal mom, is characterized as having unconditional love for her kids and her family. Moms especially are seen as a fount of love and nurturing. This ideal mom is seen as someone who sees a need and will sacrifice herself and give all she has to her children. This, quote, ideal mom is seen as always kind, compassionate, tender, warm, and forgiving. To try to be this, quote, ideal mom is unfair to moms because it's unrealistic. And if we don't meet these unreachable expectations, we feel like we are bad moms. But truly, it is impossible. This ideal implies that moms can just keep sacrificing and pouring out all the sacrificial love without ever having to nurture and take care of their own hearts. In wisdom literature, there is a verse that says, Guard your heart above all else, for it is the wellspring of life. Another translation says, Guard your heart above all else. It determines the course of your life. Another translation says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. Okay, this is the big, big thing that's missing from this quote, Ideal Mom. If you try to be the ideal mom, you keep pouring out and pouring out till you're inside out or all mothered out, and your heart becomes unhealthy. Moms, we have to guard our hearts above all else. You should guard your heart with all diligence. You should guard your heart. Why? All life flows from our heart. 
Our health depends on having a healthy heart. How we see and think about others depends on the state of our heart. How we treat others depends on the state of our heart. Healthy relationships come from having a healthy heart. Our vitality and love of life depends on the state of our heart. All the good things like courage, compassion, acts of kindness, vulnerability, justice, empathy flow from our hearts. How we treat people who are different from us, how we view the world and how we contribute to our communities depends on the state of our heart. When we guard our hearts, good things can flow from our hearts. And if we don't, our hearts can be taken out. They can shut down or they go dark. Moms, we are not taught to guard our hearts, especially when it comes to parenting. Guarding your heart doesn't mean that you deny your feelings or don't feel anything or you wall up or shut your kids out. It's the opposite. It's when you guard your heart and you know your heart is protected that you can open yourself up and allow yourself to feel things like real hope and deep feelings of love and compassion. It's the only way you can allow yourself to open yourself to others and be vulnerable and be strong and confident at the same time. Guarding your heart means that you are fully aware that your mother's heart is under siege sometimes daily. There are going to be many assaults against your heart. And here's why. You love your teen like so much, to the moon and back, or to the farthest galaxy and back. And when you love someone so much, you are vulnerable to being hurt or offended. Some random person on the street may say something mean to you, but you may be irritated, but you really don't care. But when you have poured so much of your life into this teen that you love and you cherish, and then when they say something really mean-spirited, it really does feel like a dagger to your heart. When you have sacrificed so much for someone and gone out of the way to be thoughtful, and you give everything you are to someone, and they lie to your face or don't want to have anything to do with you, well... You feel that deep in your bones, and it can feel like full-blown betrayal. We can feel used, or like we don't matter, or we feel completely dissed, and all of this impacts your heart. Yes, this is why you need to take amazing care of your heart, because your teen is definitely not going to guard your heart. If you don't guard your heart, then you are at risk for a bleeding heart, a tarnished heart, or a numbed-out heart. If you don't guard your heart, it can turn into a bleeding heart, which is when you feel that everything your teen does or says is just hurting your heart. Every time they say a mean thing, you really feel sad. Every time they ignore you or don't want to hang out with you, you feel rejected and you feel really, really down. It feels like your teen is shooting an arrow straight into your heart, and it's hard to not feel that way. Your teen notices that you have a bleeding heart, and they definitely don't write in and say, what's wrong, mom? They come home from school and look at your face and see you really sad, and they want to hide in their rooms. Of course, you don't want to be sad, but it just hurts to be rejected by your teen, and that could happen every time you need to interact with them. 
And for a bleeding heart, even thinking about the state of your relationship can make you sad. If you don't guard your heart, it may turn into a tarnished heart. You may be so frustrated or disappointed, resentful or angry with your teen that it can feel like the surface of your heart feels tarnished. A tarnished heart can't access warm or loving feelings. The only feelings it can assess are the negative feelings like anger or I'm just so done with you. You don't fantasize about being closer to your teen. You fantasize about them getting what they deserve. You fantasize about them getting on their knees and apologizing. You fantasize about punishment. Your heart is all armored up. You're ready for battle. When your teen walks in the room, well, you're ready. Battle's on. If they pull any of their teenage tactics, you are ready to take them down. The problem here is that you can't have a close relationship with your teen if you have a tarnished heart. There is no warmth, no openness, and you burn that bridge of connection. I live in an old house, and a lot of my hardware around the doorknobs were very dark, and I actually thought they were supposed to be black. But recently, I got my room painted, and the painter told me that they were copper, And after I scrubbed off the tarnish, it was this beautiful, warm, copper color and shiny. This was the true substance of the hardware. And over the years, the tarnish dulled its beauty. You don't want this to happen to your heart. You have a beautiful heart that can be hidden to yourself and others because it's under all the tarnish of resentment and bitterness. If you don't guard your heart, it can turn into a numbed-out heart. This can be when you get fed up with having a bleeding heart and feeling all those sad feelings, or when you get fed up with having a tarnished heart full of resentment, bitterness, anger, and frustration. You are, in fact, sick of feeling these uncomfortable emotions, so you don't want to feel those anymore. You find ways to numb those feelings. You may numb through alcohol or escapism like watching tons of Netflix episodes, or numbing through eating or shopping. Now, I love a good glass of wine, and I love watching Netflix. The difference is that numbing can get out of control. Everything is way too much. You drink too much, you eat too much, you shop too much. In other words, whatever you use to numb, you just do it too much. And all of that creates a whole new set of problems. Numbing does numb your negative feelings, but they also numb all those good feelings, too, like love and joy and happiness and hope. When you numb, you are draining your I-feel-good energy, and you are draining your vitality. When you have a numbed-out heart, your teen is missing out on that best part of you, which is your whole healthy heart. So how do we start turning this around? How do you guard your heart and how do you restore your heart? First, a big way you can take care of the mother's heart and guard your heart is by not taking things personally. So what do I mean by this? It's when all of your teen's bad decisions, behavior, attitudes, the words they say, that we take it personally. When we do that, when we take things personally, we stop focusing on the teen and their immaturity by making it all about us. We feel if they don't want to hang out with us or if they don't return our texts, we feel rejected. And it becomes all about us. If they lie, 
We must have done something wrong. Or how could they do that to us? If they fail their class, it's about us because we, we should have done something else. If they stay out past curfew, you think, how could you do that to me? You know how much I was worrying? If they smoke weed, sexed, or send an inappropriate picture or hide a bottle of vodka under their bed, we go into mother shame and we take it personally. I think you get my point. Our teen's immature behavior hurts our feelings and hurts our heart. Okay, let's look at this a little closer. There is clean grief and dirty grief. Clean grief is that there is real hurt or disappointment, and dirty grief is the story that we make up about it. For example, you're really sad that your daughter sent an inappropriate picture. You are sad for her that boys forwarded that throughout the school and that your daughter's humiliated. You hate to see that happen to your daughter, and that's clean grief. Dirty grief is you feel ashamed and feel that everyone in your community is going to judge you for being a terrible mother, and you can't believe your daughter did that to you. In other words, dirty grief becomes about you, and when you make it about you, you're taking things personally. When you have clean grief, you can work through that a lot, lot quicker than when you have dirty grief. You can parent effectively when you keep your grief clean. You can get totally stuck in dirty grief, and that gets in the way of parenting effectively. Main reason is you're mired and blinded by your own negative emotions. Again, when I say don't take things personally, I don't mean don't feel anything at all. I mean keep that grief clean. And here's the biggest reason why it's not personal. Because your teen is hardwired with his undeveloped prefrontal cortex to make immature decisions and be emotionally volatile, to not think ahead, to be impulsive, to take risky action and not consider consequences. It's not about you or your parenting. It really is about the teen. This is why they're still living in your home and why they need accountability and consequences and discipline and learning conversations because their undeveloped prefrontal cortex and the connections to other brain regions have some faulty wiring. Your teen is wired to have a good accelerator, meaning teens love to take risks, but they are without a good set of brakes which means that they take risks before they think things through and weigh the consequences. Your teen is wired to make mistakes. Mom, truly, it's not personal. Really knowing this to your core is such a huge way to protect your heart. It's not about you. Even if your daughter says, Mom, I hate you, it doesn't really mean she hates you. I hate you can really mean I'm so upset that you said no to me spending the night with my best friend. And good chance an hour later she'll say, I love you so much. And this is called emotional volatility. So by not taking things personally, you know your daughter or your son doesn't really hate you. They're just mad at you because you're doing your job. And just thinking this way is way easier on your heart. So what are some other ways to take care of your heart? Well, like I said, there's going to be clean grief or even clean frustration or anger. You're going to have some real feelings. 
So one way you can take care of your heart is to be able to listen to your feelings, to name them. Like, what am I feeling? I guess I'm feeling sad. And then acknowledge them with self-compassion. Allow yourself to have your feelings and let them work themselves through you. Your emotions can be useful. So what are they telling you? Like, gosh, I'm just so weary. What do I need? Maybe I really need to take some time off. Too often we try to suppress our feelings like pushing down a big beach ball in the water. You can't hold the beach ball down forever. You know that beach ball is going to be flying out of the water and maybe into your face. So if you try to ignore the feelings, they will come and surface at the most inopportune time. So find a time where you feel safe to connect to those feelings. And then try journaling your burning question like, what am I feeling right now and why? And write for about 20 minutes. Yeah, make sure you're alone and no one's going to interrupt you. And let the feelings come up. Let the tears come up. The frustration come up. The weariness come up. And release them. Emotions are energy in motion. And see those tears or those feelings floating down the river. Once you release your feelings, it's time to nourish your heart. Nourishing your heart is important. It's not a nice-to-have or optional. Again, your heart is so important because it is the wellspring of life. What nourishes your heart? As I'm writing this, I'm with one of my best friends in front of a big fireplace at the Biltmore Inn in Asheville, North Carolina. And in a few minutes, I'm going to go on a beautiful hike along a river. And the hillside is covered with red and oranges and yellow leaves. And this is what nourishes my heart. So what about you? What nourishes your heart? Make a list of 10 things that nourish your heart. Do you need solitude? Time with your friends? A date night with your partner? A weekend getaway? Time to read or gardening? Listening to your favorite music, going out to a nice restaurant, having a guilt-free pajama day, time with your kids or time away from your kids, going to the lake or to the ocean, to the mountains, taking an art lesson or vocal lessons. See, it's important to know what nourishes your heart because what nourishes your teen's heart or even your best friend's heart or your husband's heart may not be what nourishes your heart. Mom, this is really good news because when you nourish your heart, good things can start to flow out of your heart again. You get your I feel good energy back and the people around you will feel good when you're there. I know many of you moms listening have deep faith and your spirituality is really important to you. Investing in your connection with God, the divine, the universe, or whatever you choose to call that which is higher than yourself, is a way to breathe life back into your heart. Connecting with the creator of life and beauty and love and hope and joy and all things good. It's like inhaling life back into your heart. Letting go and surrendering that which we cannot control is good for our heart. 
letting go of our fears and worries and the things that wake us up in the middle of the night is good for our hearts. It gives our hearts some time to rest. Handing over our painful experiences where we feel helpless and often hopeless and putting that in the hands of a loving creator is so good for our hearts. I'm talking about connecting your heart with the heart that contains the whole universe and finding peace and rest in that. The good news, moms, whatever is the condition of your heart, your bleeding, tarnished, or numbed out heart can be restored to its beautiful, original essence. Give yourself the biggest gift in the world. Guard your heart. Take care of your heart. And do what you need to do to restore your heart. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.